Hey guys, welcome back to Kind of an Expert. My name is Corey Tindall. As always, I'm your host. And this week, I got to chat over the phone with a comedian and good friend that I've known for about, you know, three and a half years, Alan Fuchs. Uh, so the topic today is on uh, mental illness, and generally it does skew a bit more severe. So a lot of the stories that uh, he talks about are uh, pretty dark. This isn't a very upbeat uh, episode. There is some crazy things that happen that are funny in it, but this definitely isn't uh, a light and bubbly episode. Um, Alan, before the pandemic, was pretty much a full-time comedian who would uh, go and tour and do shows around the city. But since the pandemic happened, he has been working as a uh, sober companion and a caseworker for uh, incredibly rich uh, and incredibly mentally ill patients and essentially trying to help them through the day despite them being violent or sporadic or uh, other issues like that. So I really just thought this was an incredibly interesting episode. I think anyone who's listened to uh, more than a couple of these knows that I, I really uh, am fascinated by human psychology and mental illness and all that other stuff. So I really enjoyed talking to Alan. Not that it was a fun conversation, but just um, I learned learned a lot, and I think you guys will too. Um, he said at the end, you can go find his stuff at Nightmare Fuel Comedy. He's got a video that I linked in the description. Uh, follow me at Corey T Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, putting out, you know, a couple tweets a day. So that is actually active as opposed to most people's Twitters that just kind of sit there. Um, and thank you guys for listening. I don't say that enough. I really appreciate any likes on the podcast, shares, subscribes all that kind of fun stuff. So with that, let's get into this episode. you been man it's been uh it's been a long time since uh since we actually saw each other what is like we're coming up on almost a year since our last show at those greenwich uh at greenwich village comedy club um yeah I, well listen this uh this has been an amazing year for <laughs> that's brought out it's brought out the best in us yeah and i've never been more hopeful for humankind <laughs> i mean yeah biden won so how could we not be hopeful for uh humankind you know we're done our job is done here we got we got the old guy in with the woman who likes to lock everybody up we're good yeah we can go back I, you to know, ignoring politics right hold on can we i i don't know why people talk about her locking other people up as a bad thing in my opinion we need to lock a lot more people up right now <laughs> Well, here, here's what we need to do. All we the tech need, companies, need, like... I, I don't, you know, we need to empower the private industrial prison complex. At least, yeah. To, to, we need to actually, you know what sucks? We need to get rid of the judges. They're, they're annoying, they're annoying, <laughs> annoying middlemen, and they're getting in the way... They are. ...of, of you know, of investors got to eat. So yeah. and Progress. It's, it's, it's very annoying. It's like, guys, just just let I really think they should let the investors do the sentencing. Yeah, that's 
if, if Biden does that, it's going to be I, I'm going to vote Kamala in the, you know four years. <laughs> Lock. I I think really there should be only about five people who aren't locked up in this country. That's what I'm saying. And we're all working for yeah. free. And Every me, everyone just it's works. It's me and four bikini models. That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. There, there you go. Yeah, except the the uh, the price you pay is that all the bikini models are men. So oh. that's tough shit for you. <laughs> That's a, that would be actually just my luck. <laughs> would any yeah right? Would anyone really care if Biden kicked the bucket midterm and Kamala took over? I think the answer is no. I don't think there's a single person that would be upset or disappointed in that situation happening. Besides, like Biden's immediate family. I I don't know how many people are. What are the I wonder what the odds are. What of him living? through his presidency i'm surprised donald trump lived through his presidency yeah i mean that meth is just keeping him alive at this point it's got to be amphetamines and whatever steroids they gave him in the hospital it's just i, I want his... regeneron <laughs> yeah regeneron is, i don't know what is that's like the the super soldier captain Cap, that's captain America's super soldier <laughs> serum i don't he's right. stronger and more awake than ever. He's he's more alive than ever. That guy is I not. Know. They're saying like, oh, he's gonna be an old man in four years. Uh, I don't think so. He he looks like he's hanging tough. Nothing. He, he's one of those like old. He's one of those old guys who he yeah. just nothing's gonna kill him off. I, I have yeah. my my landlady is a battle. <laughs> like, the definition of battle axe, right? Yeah. She yeah. she's like this woman, chain smoker, hard drinker angry all the time and and just you feel you're in your presence it's like just like all this toxicity a new york woman a real angry new york you know (laughs) raging fucking monster and corona didn't take her down (laughs) right corona's taking down fucking broadway dancers i know (laughs) i know i know i i mean it's life's not fair you know it's just no. uh you could have your rent canceled is what you're saying but she, uh corona won't do you a solid i'm sure she did raise the rent on you she knows you're not leaving no <laughs> she's like what are you gonna do alan you gonna move i doubt it we're raising uh. this rent <laughs> but anyway to answer your uh. question um so i went from being a full-time comedian to having uh, basically a few Zoom shows here and there, some corporate (laughs) gigs. Oh, nice. Yeah, and outdoor shows, which don't pay anywhere near what the regular shows would pay. Do those pay? I didn't. I didn't find any that pay. Well, you know, it went, the, the the headlining shows that I would do, but like, oh yeah, the, the club shows didn't even pay that. You know, when you do like New York City club shows, you're kind of just doing it to run material. Um, yeah. In some, in a lot of cases, but whatever, the, whatever it is, that that's over. That's the, the chap. That chapter is done. So, <laughs> so I had to I had to scramble and, and do something and. I went from being an occasional part-time sober companion slash case manager slash um, it's kind of like I, I do a bunch of different things with mentally ill people and addicts and, okay. and it's like a variety of roles. And, yeah. and lately it's been with um, severe dangerous cases of people with mental illness who oh wow are uh, terrors 
absolute terrorists wow. for their families and and you know and actually endangered themselves too. So uh, let's take a step back real quick. Explain what Sober Companion is, because when you told me about it like two years ago, I was like, "Hey, yeah, I do this on the side for a little bit of money." It blew me away who you were working with and like how that whole system works. I never would have guessed that that was a real thing until you told me about it. And there was like one woman that you would like go to her mansion every day or something that you were seeing at the time. I, I, I'll let you explain, but I was just so confused by the concept when you brought it up the first time. So, okay. Um, this may be a shock to, to the listener, but <laughs> A couple of things here. You know, like the justice system in America isn't quite the same as it is, oh. you know, for rich people and poor people. That's, yes. That's that's everything, guys. That's, yeah. I, I hate to tell you. <laughs> what? But if no. you're not rich, you have no idea how much your life sucks and how much harder it is. And if you but, have a yeah. kid. If you have a kid with any if kind of rich. mental issue, no, yeah. if, you're, if you're not rich, I'm saying even if you're even oh, upper, yeah. let's say you're even upper middle class, you have, you know, an account, like two accountants, right? Who are making about six figures, low six figures, maybe like a hundred K or something. Um, you're still fucked. There's no way yeah. that you can handle as two working people um, who are, who are making a hundred K a problem child with serious mental illness. I don't know how the hell anyone who's not rich is dealing with this. Um, it is a serious problem. And once I started doing this, which is, you know, working with not just sober companioning, but, but you know, it's, it's working with, like I said, with people who have addiction problems and the mental illness. And now I'm doing more mental illness cases than anything else. Um, you, you don't realize, man, uh, people think, oh, you, you, you work hard, Maybe you get lucky, so, somehow you strike gold and you become, you get rich. You get to a certain level, you're, and once you're rich in America, you're safe. And you, right. you, you, get, you move out of the projects or out of whatever shitty neighborhood you're in, and you live amongst the rich, and then that's it, you're good. You're good behind those gates. No, yeah. you're not good behind those gates because you have Duh. no oh. idea how many psychos <laughs> are behind those gates with you. You have no oh, clue. Jesus. You have no clue how many parents, not just were n- negligent with their children, but actually caused severe damage. And on top of that, you have terrible parents who did a, a who, who who caused damage to to children who already had severe mental illness. So they no. really mixed in all those ingredients in like this little like witch's brew of of you know in, in this like pot of like how to make a monster they they did every, they put all the right ingredients to make an absolute monster who a lot of these cases a lot of these people that i work with i i genuinely feel i i would not be surprised i would not be surprised to read on a news site that this person went out there and was was a serial killer let's say or jesus christ or went out there and committed a serious crime Wow. Because a lot of times the parents don't listen, even though they have really, they they have experienced people, they have experts telling them, hey guys, this is what you want to do. This is the path you need to take. And they still, even after they've seen how, how terrible of a, you know, how, how much, how much damage they've caused to the child and how, and how the, 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 chi- the child, as a lot of these children are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s and they're still treated like oh, children. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. 
but even after they've seen the, the results of their handiwork, they're still in denial as to what they've created and the problems their kid has. And they, for whatever reason, they may stop treatment or they may go their own way. And invariably, that child gets so much worse. And, huh. and it's a big, big problem, man. It, it's a serious problem. People have no idea because it's not one of those things. It, it, it's, um, you talk about an invisible, an invisible killer in America, mental illness is an invisible yeah. killer. You have no, sometimes in New York City, you're on the subway, you're like, okay, that guy's mental. That guy's mentally ill. Right. Let me change subway cars. A lot you could literally times, smell him. Yeah. You could literally smell the crazy on him, right? Yeah. So but a lot of times you have some people with, with, with mental illnesses in which they can easily turn it off and they could be charming and hmm. and they could actually seduce people and they could be, they could pretend to be normal. They could camouflage themselves. They're chameleons. They'll camouflage themselves to get what they want. And then as soon as they get what they want, they're done and back, you know, and all of a sudden it's back to, uh, back to crazy town. Wow. So, so to kind of take a, take a step back again. So your job is to essentially help the crazy children of the 0.0001% of the country who, uh, like in terms of tax bracket, who, they all just ignored their child and now their child is, you know, a, a dictator of their own world. Is that in many cases, correct? right? In many cases, okay. they, they've in, not all in, in some cases, the parents did nothing wrong or very oh. little wrong. And okay. it's, just, it's just pure. It's purely genetic. It's purely nah. a problem. I want to blame parents. I want to blame my parents. I want to blame everyone <laughs> else's parents for everything. It's always the parents. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, in uh, I mean, dude, in many, in so many cases, the parents were, you know, that they, that we, I've had situations, I had this one situation, such deep denial that even when it's happening, like, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Please. Um, and these are some of my favorite stories. So it, it's, yes. it, it, it's, it's going to, it's going to sound, I don't want this, the audience to take it too seriously and be like, Oh my God. Are you, it's like when you tell a dark joke, you know, yeah. the, audience, the audience gives you ooze. You don't have to ooze. Yep. It's okay. I've lived through it. I'm, I got, it, it's fine. I laughed at this because it's so absurd. Yeah. It's so absurdly yeah. dark. So, um, actually one of my, a really quick one, one of my favorite things that happened recently was we go to a hospital to pick somebody up from the hospital. Right. Um, so we go there and the guy, the guy yells, uh, he, he, he's really in a bad state, right? So he yells, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then not even a second later, he goes and he's like, Hey, mind if I drive? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that honestly sounds like some of the comedians we know as well, but (laughs) the, um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, in in these, uh, you know, psychiatric wings. Yeah. So, I mean, do you do you think he wanted to drive so he could kill you, or do you think it was like a like he saw red for a second and then snapped back to normal? Like, what are we dealing with? I think he misses driving, and he's like, "What's the worst that could happen? I kill him, and I get to drive. Two birds, one stone. I'm okay with that." There you go. So he wanted to leave this earth. He thought that like he he thought he wasn't getting a reaction out of me, so he thought like okay, I guess we're past that. Maybe we're cool. Maybe this guy would be like, maybe if I you know say this in a calm way, he'll be he'll forget what just happened. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, dude, we're cool. So, oh man, 
The other thing that happened to me on Thanksgiving, actually, this was amazing. Oh, so wow. th- this guy who has a lot of a uh, lot of serious issues, um, he. Uh, how can I tell this? I'm not going to reveal anything. I don't want to get myself yeah, no. or anyone else. You know, I can I could bleep yeah. anything out afterwards that you you yeah. want me to as well. So, but in in general terms, they won't reveal anything. Um, I'm there in this in, the, in this you know big mansion. Um, the, this guy, a lot of mental illness. Somehow, when you when you reach a certain point, the the, the mentally ill people want to be outside, and they they can't get enough of the homeless. Huh. They're, they're drawn to them like a magnet, like a, the homeless become this this irresistible magnet. And I, there's one guy. We, you know, I got there early in the morning, and he he was first of all he was upset to see me because they're never happy when someone is there who wants to shake things up. You know, to shake things up and actually get them to work on themselves. They don't want to do that. Right. They want to continue down their path. Um, sure. And then once we start, you know, talking a little bit. I, I, we schmoozed, I, I schmoozed, and then he was he was cool with me. So he's like, "All right, let's go, let's go for a walk." So, but what he meant by walk was let's walk for the next fourteen hours. Holy shit! That's what he meant by walk. I, let's, but what he meant by yeah. walk was let's do a tour um, of let's do a, a tour and, and say hello to every single homeless person in the tri-state area. So. <laughs> That that's what Did you guys he, make it up to Westchester? We got pretty damn far, man. We got my dude, my kicks, my sneakers are worn down. Like it's wow. you know, yeah, I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted. You were a homeless person by the end the of it. The dog was exhausted, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're yeah, both I'm like sure it was. holy shit. When, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, he's away from his his parents so that's a good thing he can't wreak yeah. havoc and he can't threaten them and he can't you know he can't create all these pro- they, they'll get a break i was the whole time I'm thinking like it's right. a good thing this is a mitzvah right so we're walking and walking and walking um and we get back it's like after midnight it's, it's close to 1 a.m okay wow so i i'm like all right good night and he goes upstairs and I'm like, I got to get my stuff. I left my stuff in the car. I'm staying overnight. I go to my car. I come back in. Now, just so you understand, my why you'll understand what comes later in the story. As we were walking around and saying hello to all these homeless people, this guy was telling them where he lives and inviting wow. them. And telling Jesus. them, come by anytime. The door's always open. It's always unlocked. Come by. Why? What? Yeah. Whatever that is, I'm the exact opposite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The door is never open. Your and door no is always locked. <laughs> and if you're homeless, uh, I'm not going to be the one to bring you in. I don't care. No. That's not going to happen. Okay. You're never. No. No one's invited. Everyone's persona non grata. Okay. I mean, don't take such a hard line on it, Alan. You never know when you're going to find a homeless people that you really a homeless person you really like. I. I no. 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 No, That's... I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not bringing anybody. I don't. I don't care. To be only because for a lot of reasons, but I, I've, 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 I'm okay. I'm all homeless out. Okay, I got my fill of the homeless. I, yeah, you much, grew up here. I, I much get sympathy. It. I, you know, I'll donate whatever. I'm, you're not living. You're not coming in anywhere near my apartment. You will never know where I live. 
So, what do you what do you think their fa- his fascination with the homeless people is like psychologically? Do you think it's just like the fact that they live such an opposite lifestyle of him, so he's interested in them, or is it like is it something else? What do you just even if it's a guess? That's so fascinating to me. That's not just him. I I don't know. It's for some reason that's like their bright shiny object that that huh. they can't. It, I, with him, maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. He his personality would morph, so he would he would sort of mirror whatever personality he was around, and for whatever reason, he just he enjoyed that persona that that huh. he he just developed by interacting with all these homeless people, all these you know street criminals, because it wasn't just homeless people; it was like you know all different types. So, so it's like when a a white guy hangs out with a lot of black dudes and then starts having a black scent. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe even he's preparing to be homeless, you know, because yeah. they don't want him. And, and, you know, who knows how long the parents are going to put up with this. Right. So. So anyway, so. Um, so. So, you know, we get back to the house. I say goodnight. Um, he goes he goes upstairs and then I go outside to grab my bag. I come back in and I lock the door. I didn't realize he went back out for more. He wanted more outside time. And he wow. was out there playing the dog, apparently. So I locked him out. He the, the, the he didn't have the key. <laughs> and I go right upstairs. Oops. I got my earplugs in, blindfold on. I'm at, I'm checked out, and the father's like, you know, kind of he can't hear anything, and so he so he spent a few hours outside in the cold. Okay, until wow. the father heard him eventually, and then brought him and opened the door for him. So <laughs> Jesus, this is that, that's 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 Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving. We got the turkey going, right? Big out, big old Thanksgiving turkey. This guy comes downstairs, and right away he's like, "What the fuck, man? What the fuck, dude? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you till you love me." Wow. So he proceeds. Did it work? Did he? No. I'm, you're not gonna gain my love that way. That's not. <laughs> It's not the secret to my heart, Corey. All right. Well, at least he tried. The uh, so <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he whips out his dick and nice. starts yeah and starts whacking it around, saying, "I'm gonna fuck you. How how guess how are you gonna feel when I fuck you in your mouth? I'm gonna how old rape is this you. guy I'm again? I'm gonna rape you. I'm gonna make you my fucking bitch. He's forty one. Holy shit. Forty one years Holy old. Right. God damn. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, well, uh, that's not the Thanksgiving that I prefer. <laughs> I'd rather just have some turkey and not get fucked in the face. Can we do yeah. that? You know? So he um, eventually he, he put his dick back in, but he didn't wash his hands. So he goes around the whole kitchen touching all the food with his dick contaminated hands. Nice. And, and that's not even it. So now I can't eat anything. Um, and then he goes upstairs for a while, comes back down, right? He comes back down, and um, and he's like, "Guess what, man? What?" I'm like, "What?" Uh, I just peed all over your bed. What? Yeah. So now I have to go upstairs. Look at what he did. He took his uh, he took his scoot his uh, scooter and put it on top of the mattress. I think he peed. I'm not sure. Either way, it's like you know, wash everything and handle everything with a glove. Um, so at that point, I was like, "All right, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. This is over the top behavior." Um, he's and he got worse and worse and worse until it was clear he was a danger 
to himself and to his family, right? So at that point, he's got to yeah. get taken away. So wow. I, I call the cops, they come, and they're like, when you call the cops right away, they want your information. They want your name yep. and all that. And I'm like, I don't want to give my name. I want to, I want to be anonymous, okay? And they're like, no, I'm like, I don't want this guy coming after me. They're like, no, no, they, you, I, I want to be anonymous. And they're like, all right, but for the ambulance, I'm like, whatever, fine. I, I gave the ambulance people my name, okay? So I get there, the cops, and in the middle of all this, there's a dog. So I got to bring the dog to wag to get him out of that situation so it doesn't make it more difficult to extract him from the house, you know? Right. Um, because he sees a dog, he may be like, I want not without my dog, and who knows what will happen, you know? Right. So then, um, so I call the cops because they told me that he's at the house while I'm in the middle of processing the dog at WAG, so they take him in, and the girl, the clerk at WAG, was it was it was amazing to see her doing this while I'm on the phone with the cops calling me. They're like, "Hey, you know, we, we called us. We're here. You're not here. What is this?" And I'm like, "You don't understand. He, you know, this guy took out his dick and he's gonna rape me." And oh, it's a uh, Schnookums. Schnookums. She's a. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to give her all the all of Schnookums information. I'm like, yeah, Schnookums. Can you keep her, please? Can you please? Uh, <laughs> yes. No. 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 He's gonna. He's gonna fuck me. He's gonna. Yes. He said he's gonna skull fuck me. Yes. Please. Schnookums. I said it's S C H N O O K U M S. Schnookums. So I'm handling all this, and then the the girl's like freaking out. She's like, oh my god, he's gonna rape you. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. The cops are there. I gotta go. So. <laughs> So I, wow. so I I I I race over there. I get there, the guy's standing there with all the cops, and the first thing I hear, they're all next to him. I'm, I'm walking up, they're like, Hey, are you anonymous? Are you <laughs> are you the guy who wanted to be anonymous who called us yeah. in? Hey, are you the fucking moron? Yeah, and I'm like, what <laughs> are we to arrest this about? guy? Yeah. I'm like, but why why are we talking about educating the police? Why are we talking about training them? We don't they're good. They're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need any more training. Uh, yeah, they're totally good. They're elite professionals. <laughs> oh, rough. Man, so what So what ended up happening with, like, did they arrest him? Are well, here's you, the thing. I, I can't give you any more. Is he hunting you now? Am, am I now looped into this? <laughs> You're in, dude. You're in. God damn it. I just got this new apartment. <laughs> So he basically, I, I, I don't know if I give, I, I'm not going to give any more details. I don't want to give any more details about what happened. I'll just say sure. this, right? Here, I'll say, I'll talk in general terms right now. It is far, this is a major problem that is affecting America that no one is talking about. It is far too difficult to hold people against their will in America. <laughs> wow that is you don't uh, okay. realize it Corey but this That's is a hot the, statement. one of the biggest problems <laughs> it's called an involuntary hold we need and I'm being somewhat facetious but I'm actually not it's a major problem it is so hard when someone is clearly a danger when someone clearly should not be out walking the streets or going back into their house with their family it's so hard to get that person institutionalized especially in new york city patients rights huh. are patients rights supersede everything else in new york and a lot and most other states most other states well, I, I think 
I th- yeah. I think it used to be kind of opposite when you could just throw your light your your wife in the insane asylum just because she did math or something along those lines. So <laughs> I don't know which extreme uh, is better. <laughs> she started she started the, opening uh, up about voting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, days. to the bin. That's the end of her. So I mean, I I get why the the laws are so strict in the other way now, um, but. I, I mean, it's tough, right? Because when the cops showed up, he was probably just doing normal shit, right? And for all they know, you're the crazy person. So the, the problem, that's one of the major, major problems with these cases is that they can present themselves as normal when they right. need to. Like you see all these- the rich. Re- no, no, not just that. Like you, it's basically like you, you, you've, you've watched enough of these crime shows, right? You've, you've watched crime shows on Netflix mm-hmm. and all stuff, documentaries. He's yeah, got yeah. a lot of these guys who are murder, mass murderers, serial killers. They have mental illness, and but the reason why they're able to c- kill and continue to kill people is because they can blend in, they can act normal for right. as long as necessary to accomplish their needs. Yep, and that's what's so scary about this. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. Yeah, it used to be uh, the other way. You know, the Kennedys had uh, Rosemary Kennedy was lobotomized. I doubt she yeah. signed a permission slip. No, I, I, I doubt, doubt that. I doubt she was like, oh, what, you're going to go in my brain? And, 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 and what, just, just, just carve chunks out? Sure. You know what? It. Carve it up like a, there's like some, a turkey? <laughs> there's some parts of my brain that they could take out. If I trusted that they would take the right parts out, you know, like general anxiety, yeah, get rid of it. Who needs it? <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's... Uh, I, I mean, the uh, my point about the money wasn't like, oh, he's rich, so he gets away with everything. But it's like when you grow up rich, you you learn how to present yourself because you're put in these situations where like a lot of these homeless people who grew up incredibly poor and never had any help whatsoever. Like if you've got a dude who is like on the train, he smells like shit, he's got three bags with him with everything he owns and half of its cans and he starts and someone says that guy said he would rape me it is so much easier to for the cops to be like yes i believe that than like this rich guy where they pull up to a mansion he's a normal looking dude they have an anonymous tip and then this this rich guy goes like oh i have to act normal right now even if that homeless guy on the train was like i have to act normal right now the cops right. wouldn't believe him because he's just in a worse situation. And I could be wrong on that, but that, that's at least what I was trying to try to get to with what I said. Well, a lot of these people, just because they have severe mental illness, um, obviously does, doesn't, it doesn't mean they're not highly intelligent. So you have, yeah. a, so in many of these cases, that, that's what makes them even more dangerous is that they're highly mm. intelligent. Um, and they know how to work the system. So yeah, maybe being rich helps them because you know they 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 grew up in, in a privileged environment. They learn how to you know, they, they learn how to find loopholes and work the system. That's, right. I guess that's possible. Yeah, I mean, so uh, generally with the people that you're working with, mental illness um, is it. Really, and it's it's kind of funny. Um, our, our the last episode I did was on murder, so I think this is actually a, a really good seg- segue episode or second episode uh, of this podcast. But um, I asked the same thing to uh, the the 
Liza, who did the last episode with me, do you think that these people that are super mentally ill, do you think it's mostly genetics? Do you think it's mostly where they were brought up? Do you think it's almost always a mix of both or is it just kind of like, is it just kind of random? It's random. It's, it's often a mix of both. And often it's okay. The, the tragedy of it is that you you'll have people who where it's yeah it's it's a chemical imbalance, uh, and it's it's, yeah. it's it's really a genetic problem perhaps or something happened, uh, some traumatic event happened, uh, maybe a mix of all those, and then they're they grew up in a family that is ill equipped to to handle even a normal child. Hmm. And that worsens. And what do you what do you mean and by exacerbates that? Exacerbates the condition. So a lot of I mean, think about your average Joe schmo. Yeah. Are they are they equipped to handle a kid with even let's say, you know, depression? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you know barely. I mean? Some, something <laughs> yeah. like even or just anxiety. Imagine like the average Joe schmo try, talking to his kid about how to handle anxiety. Now add yeah. in maybe bipolar. Add in schizophrenia, sure. add in, you know, all, a whole host of other issues, add in autism, yeah. you know, um, you know, maybe your kid's a sociopath. It's throwing all those things into, into the mix. How equipped do you think, even if you're a wealthy person, a lot of wealthy people, they're, they're business owners. They're, they're, their expertise is in business. They don't yeah. know how to, you know, become this magical a therapist who can who can parent who can be supportive and help um, their child make breakthroughs and 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 treat mental illness. They're not equipped for that. Even therapists, a lot of times, aren't that great at it. Yeah. So think about how most people, even the wealthy, even the most successful people, how they're handling it. They're probably not handling it well, even though they might be the most decent people. They might be wonderful people with good with great intentions. It doesn't matter. It, it's still it's still so hard, and that's people people don't realize when they have kids. Oh my God, you have no idea what's going to come out. Yeah, you got to be ready for some of the for a real yeah. a real nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you you hope it's not, but uh, you know, it's uh, you never. I guess you never know. Um, you so, never know. Another one that I had recently that was that was this was fun because there is a fun yeah, story. Please. So I, I have this one client, and he didn't. He's a bit on the spectrum, right? And he has impulse control issues, and this is in the past, you know. So I'm not talking about anything present. Yep. It's like way back. Okay. Um, he uh, <laughs> so he has he he doesn't he can't resist saying certain. It's almost as like he has Tourette's, right? And huh. he has no understanding of even when he's saying something that's funny. He doesn't even mean to, he's not trying to be funny. So we walked past one time we we're in the in the village, and we just happen we happen to walk past this this uh, this this large group of African Americans, and as we're walking past, he he's right next to me. He yells out, "White lives matter!" and then runs away. Wow! And I'm stuck there. I'm standing there. <laughs> And they're looking at me. <laughs> they don't even know. I'm not even sure they knew that it was another guy that said that. You know, it's like the worst yeah. ventriloquism <laughs> that could have possibly <laughs> has ever happened. And I, I have to be like, hey, God, no, 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 no. Uh, Black lives matter. Black lives matter. <laughs> 
white lives matter is over there i'm i'm black lives matter i have nothing to do with that you guys i don't know matter. if you're allowed to i don't know if you're allowed to throw your client under the bus to a group of uh, people on the street vicinity. i didn't I, so i think <laughs> okay. that's All i right. think that's still maintaining right. professionalism <laughs> Could you imagine he reports back? Well, I've <laughs> like, told yeah, no, well, he got a, he got me killed. He, I, he listen, uh, got me killed. <laughs> I don't mess around. Okay, I will protect no. you. That's part of the gig. It's like you're you're kind of like a bodyguard in some sense. I will protect you, but there's also a certain point in which you have to learn personal responsibility. You have to. Yeah, true. You know, like like we would go to a basketball court, and he in the middle of a game. Even though I, I repeatedly said, don't go, don't take your ball. We have, a, we have a basketball court over here. Let's just play here. Let's just play here. He would take his ball and he'd go in, in the middle of a, an intense game, a, a fucking New York City bas- popular New York yeah. City basketball court. And he'd start, he'd just start like, you know, throw, shooting like free throws and doing layups in the middle of an intense like five on five game. Wow. With what looked like future NBA stars. And I had to like yank him. And after a few times I pulled him away, he kept going back. It's like, dude, I will not jump in. If they decide they want to harm you, I'm going to take the basketball and go. So just so you know, (laughs) this is all gonna be on you. Do not expect me to 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 you know to to be to to take on ten basketball players for you right now because you couldn't shoot hoops over here. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds just like a little kid, honestly. Like there was there was one kid that I used to babysit when I was growing up. I was like 14. and I think he was like nine or something like that. And there was one instance where like he uh, we were going back from getting ice cream or whatever. And he was like, oh, can I unlock the door? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he just took the keys and he sat down and then made me chase him to get the keys because he was like, I'm not going inside because if I go inside, I'm going to bed. And eventually I caught him and then he threw the keys in the bushes and it took two and a half more hours to find the keys and he was just bored. And that's like that kid reminded me of just like, oh, this is like a nine-year-old. This is like the nine-year-old who just is in sowing chaos because why not someone else will fix it and that's you know he's kind of right like because you get pulling him back or whatever i assume he he didn't get killed on the basketball court no no i mean i I was still there you know i I still wouldn't (laughs) even as much as i knew like man i'm i'm really i could really get my ass kicked right now i bet i still like i'm such a guilt-ridden fucking jew that I can't. I wouldn't be able to live with it. You know, it would still bother me. Right. Part of yeah. it, I'd be like, "Oh, you deserve," it. but still, it would haunt me, and I can't. I have too much already. So yeah, yeah. But the 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 it, that's it's it, it was he he was um for, let's say he was around forty years old, right? Around forty years old. Oh wow. And, okay. And and intelligent. God, guy. I was picturing him as fifteen or no, something like that. No, like, no. Oh, wow. Close to forty, late thirties. So an intelligent guy in many respects highly intelligent but then every now and then yeah like that that weird you know the nine-year-old comes out and you're all of a sudden you're like you don't even realize you're talking like he wanted to take off his shoes and play in his socks on on hard con- like new york city concrete wow and i had to explain to a grown man why sneakers exist <laughs> i mean he knows 
He just wanted. He's he just did. bored. I think I he's just think bored. He, I don't think he understood. Uh, I, had I guess to, it wasn't I, there. So I had to say things to him like, "Hey, there's a reason why no, like, there's a reason why none of Michael Jordan's teammates know what his toes look like." Okay. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah. He, got, he, got, he can't play in your socks. Sneakers are meant to, you need shoes. You need everyone, you know, so it's like one of those things where you have to like kind of keep your cool and realize like, even though it's frustrating, even though it's, it's infuriating at times and, and, um, and sometimes they really are just trying to push your buttons, you know, it doesn't, you have to just constantly remind yourself, this is not their fault. For, right. for many of them, it's not their fault. It is really the illness that's at that's in the driver's seat. The illness is in the driver's seat, and you just have to maintain not just your patience, but you have to be so you have to have such ice in your veins because a lot of them they will do things to get reactions, and if you yeah. show them you are just a, a completely like stone faced and nothing they do will get that reaction. Um, they'll move most cases they'll move beyond it yeah it's it's not as entertaining so um how is your mental health dealing with all of this (laughs) oh never are you are you two (laughs) steps away from from becoming one of these people (laughs) it's um yeah yeah i'm gonna go play basketball right now in my socks yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly i'm gonna go interrupt that again i'm not saving you that's (laughs) Yeah, you know, like the in the West Village where all the yeah, where, where all <laughs> they the, have like legit tournaments. Where like yeah. legit tor- tournaments where like LeBron shows up occasionally. I'm gonna go and drop that yeah. game right now just so I can get my three pointer going. Um, yep. No, they uh, my mental health actually I think has in in many ways improved. Oh wow! Okay, it's it's improved because when when you go through this. You're, you're talking to people and you're in part of a team that's um, that's addressing issues that actually line up with some of the things in your like you know when you go on WebMD and you're like oh my god I have this symptom and that symptom fuck I have cancer I'm gonna die right for sure yeah and a lot of times you're like oh, I don't have cancer I'm just a, I'm just a fatty um, <laughs> <laughs> almost a hundred percent of the time actually yeah I just gotta cut out I just gotta, gotta cut out the Ritos. And kind of chill on the Twinkie, you know. So, yep. um, but what I mean to say is like a lot of times you'll see things that like there'll, there'll be things will uh, line up. There'll be like the Venn, in the Venn diagram of of humanity, you'll you'll have some overlap. You'll have some overlap with your clients. So I have overlap with some, I'm like, oh, okay, wow, my father did this. My father had uh, NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. And you hear yeah. from the best, I mean, these are, one percenters so they have the top experts in the country if not the world working on this um and you know you you hear them talking about you're part of a team that's treating depression and anxiety so i'm you know i'm listening to this and i'm actually absorbing the help that they're providing for some of these clients for my own well-being okay so so in a sense yeah it's uh you know it's it's a perspective it's they're there's no copay and i don't have to pay. <laughs> i don't have to have health it's 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 all good i'm treating it just by by eavesdropping it's perfect 
<laughs> there you go. So um, with with these types of people with this severe type of mental illness, kind of bringing it back to what we were talking about with like politics and the state of the world or whatever, are you seeing an increase in like the, the number of people that are having issues and yes. are you seeing an increase in how bad the people you already knew about are acting? Yes. Like are they getting worse because of all this? Absolutely yes to both. Both wow. an increase in substance abuse, an increase also in how the last year, if not the last four years, has exacerbated people's pre-existing uh, mental illness and their pre-existing addictions. So, yeah, Trump, Trump has been great for that business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like the there's like a uh, a Comedy Central bit, like man on the street bit or whatever, and and I think it was Jordan Klepper, and he goes up to a guy and he's like, "Are you better off uh, than Are you more better off than you were four years ago?" And the dude goes, "Yes," and he goes, "Well, what do you do?" He goes, "Well, I repo houses." And oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like Bus- business <laughs> is booming. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I guess that does make sense that uh, his business would be doing very well. <laughs> yeah, if you repo houses if you're a grave digger yeah. uh, these last four years have been amazing for you <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly anyone working in a funeral home has been killing it if unintended you have, yeah refrigerated trucks <laughs> where you could we could maintain corpses to yeah. from decomposing yeah. you would run that business dude hey, it used it used to be pigs of now it's bodies business years. Business is business. There's no uh, no shame in transitioning to the times. You know, we all got to adapt. That's what I'm uh, actually I'm saving up for a refrigerated corpse truck. (laughs) Oh, nice. I think that's going to be a good move, but you might only have like six more months of that, uh, uh, of that being good. Hopefully six more months. However, there's going to be another plague sometime. So I think you should just buy it. (laughs) Um, So is part of this like keeping people away from social media and the news? Like what what do you do besides just kind of like walk around with them and, and be their bodyguard or whatever? Are you doing any sort of therapy with them or like life yes. coaching or, or shit like that? OK, so a lot it varies by case. Um, a lot of times and it's also it's also actually helped me. Um, become more high. It's helped me accomplish things more. Uh, but the problem is, okay. I just don't have time now. I've been so busy. Yeah. So, but it makes you realize, like, oh my god. Um, yeah, you, you can't let depression get the best of you, and you can't. You have to. So, a lot of people have trouble. They have so much trouble just accomplishing, you know, small tasks. They have trouble keeping their appointments, getting to their AA meetings. Uh, you know, moving their life forward even going to therapy when therapy is just opening up their laptop and clicking on a zoom link they can't even do that sometimes so and other times it's also helping them you know self-regulate and learning anger management skills and learning a lot of these kids the other thing that's compounding mental illness in the top one percent is that these kids grow up with no one ever having said no they've they've Mm. never heard no the parents, yeah. they, they get to yell at the maid. They, they yell at this person, that person. They curse out their mother. They curse out their father. Everything's acceptable. No boundaries. And that's created an even more difficult environment in which to treat mental illness. And that, that's... Because you're the guy who says no. I'm the guy who says no. And I, I've been fired for saying no. 
I've been fired wow. for saying, hey, perhaps you shouldn't have said, fuck you, mom. I'm gonna stick a knife in your eye when you are least expecting it. Maybe that's not what you want to say. It's kind of, you know, Christmas is come, is around the corner. Maybe you don't want to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's more of a like, Halloween threat, you know? Yeah. Like, get with the holidays. And a lot of them don't even understand. Like, they're, they're, they have such um, sociopathy that they don't even understand. They have no empathy, no ability to empathize. So a lot right. of times, you know, what you're told to do is you have to explain. You have to constantly explain how what they say and do affects you. And even that it does, that, that even you have to explain the fact that they, it actually has an impact because they don't even understand that they're, they're impacting you. In it. So a lot, I've, I've had situations where there would be like, you know, a teenager who has a lot of problems will be like, fuck you, man. Hope you fucking die. I hope I, you could fucking just jump in front of a bus, get run over and your brain just splatters. And I have to be like, hey, man, when you say you want my brain to splatter, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> and he'll be like, you're a bitch. Fuck you and your fucking feelings. You're too soft, bitch. And I'm like, when you say I'm a bitch, that is upsetting. Because, and you know, and you, and that's that's all you can do because no one's ever said, you keep, no one's, no one's ever said, no, no, don't. Do not, yeah. that is unacceptable. When you talk like this, there will be consequences. They. They've never had consequences. Imagine a human being with no consequences. It's worse than Lord of the Flies. It's worse than Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's is there like a... You know, you know the show, what, what's the show with the, the superheroes that are evil, but everyone thinks they're good? The Boys. The yeah, boys. The Boys. Love that show. The Boys is basically a lot of children with mental illness of rich people. Not all of them. Some of them are sweethearts and they're wonderful and I love them. But yeah. That, a lot of them are like that. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, the the people in the show grow up better than everybody, and like you see the same thing with uh, with like child actors or you know people who uh, have always been on top. Uh, you get the the same kind of thing, um, but with like a true sociopath not being able to feel empathy, are there like ways around? Cause when you say like, it strikes me when you say uh, like, Hey, that hurts my feelings that the, the person that you're talking to isn't going to be able to actually really fully understand that. But is there a way to kind of logic around it and say like, Hey man, this hurt my feelings. Think of it like a math equation. If my feelings are hurt, I am not going to be as nice to you. So the overall end point is better if you don't hurt my feelings, even if it's worse right now, like, does that work or can they not really wrap their, their mind around that? So that base, so what you're describing is what the, the treatment team, whether, or, or just where they, maybe it's not a team, maybe it's just a psychiatrist or maybe it's a few people in, involved. They have to agree on that. They have to agree as to, mm. they have to agree as to like how um, strict you can be and how tough you can be, how much sort of like tough love you can show, how much of a disciplinarian you can be. The problem is, in many cases, the parents intervene and be, imagine this, a parent's never been a disciplinarian and now all of a sudden someone's coming in and trying to instill discipline in their child, a stranger, that becomes quite challenging. And they, yeah. so they, a lot of times the parents are a problem and they continue to be a problem even after the, their child has, has caused a, a lot of a lot of damage, a lot of property damage in many cases, physical violence, um, all, all sorts of things. 
and they still won't step away to let professionals at least try to fix the problem. You know, they'll, so they'll, do they'll, you, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the parents are also mentally ill on, on some level in most of these in situations? Many cases, in many cases, you real yeah. in the beginning, you know what it is? It's like when you're dating and yeah. you don't realize the level of crazy and the brand of crazy <laughs> you're dealing with until you get to that point where definitely it's usually when, when, when it's a man with a woman, you know, like, like when I'm, if like, if I'm, if I'm dating someone, I, you find out the crazy when all the cracks start showing, you know, yeah. like when you see her not putting on as much makeup, the sweatpants come off, <laughs> less showering. Yeah. That's when that's expect the crazy to, to come right at that moment around mm. right around that moment. You're going to get the real, the real person, just like with the guy, when the guy stops opening a door for you or stops, you know, whatever. Whatever he does, that where he used to be like this charmer serenading you, right? Just so he could have sex Little with chivalrous. you. Little chivalrous. Yeah, yeah. Basically, after you've had sex, that's when you'll find out the real man you're dealing with and the and the, yeah. and the brand of crazy. So I shouldn't are say you, crazy. I just say mental illness. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You're, you're saying essentially the parents are like nice right when you show up and they tell you they've got these grand plans. They're going to let you do whatever you want. But then you you stay there long enough and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're the parents are just as bad as the kid. Or were you right. making a different, different analogy? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Eventually you find out. Eventually you see like, okay, how much, like to answer your question from earlier, you, you find out soon enough how much is genetic how much nurture versus nature is taking place yeah yeah man it's uh it's fucking crazy out there and it's it's you know what's also crazy like there's a lot of these people but uh there's just so many people in america that you can go your whole life without realizing what's really going on in other bubbles and i guess we could thank the internet for uh for breaking that down which i guess is causing part of this so um yeah so the the people that have your job are they generally older are they generally younger are they generally women like who who is being a sober companion generally like do so, they yeah, have it's, family it's so members who have these issues and they're just used to it okay so so i do a variety of things so one of the things is sober companioning the other you know the other stuff is like you know case manager or sure. um uh, whatever, whatever the case is, there are a bunch of different titles. So, as far as sobriety, sober companioning, they want they usually want someone who's sober, who has either yeah. gone through rehab, gone you know done the twelve steps in recovery, um, had some form of addiction. That's usually a lot of times. That's you know, so you start off maybe working, um, you know, in a in a treatment facility. Maybe you start at a low level working with. Um, you know the people who've been admitted there and then once you get some experience you, you go on and get more you know get tougher cases and you're working on a one-to-one -one basis um so and but in other cases you know it, it, it's really a variety of people and it's it's really like who who fits the you know who, who fits that particular case not every sober campaign you know it, it's it's kind of like uh you know you're almost treating like a dating app you have to have a good match wow yeah yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, all right, so we've got about seven minutes left. Do you have one more story that you can uh, take us out on? Jesus. Uh, 
a little little bit of pressure and we could we could just keep talking in general i do have more questions but i figured that would be a a good way to to end well okay um just know that many rich people are absolutely miserable yes and that i could confirm that and i always think of the carmen lynch joke where she's like i'd much rather i forgot with a bit i'm gonna butcher it but something to the effect of if you're gonna cry you may as well be crying in a mercedes (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah yeah right i've I've heard that joke before it's very true but it's amazing like i've gone to like massive mansions you know that are worth millions and millions of dollars i've gone to all these places where and, and you walk in there and you're like oh my god there's so much pain and suffering here there's actually more happiness uh in the projects of the south bronx where i used to live yeah then in this house that's worth over 10 million dollars yeah i mean community at least is is probably missing in the mansion so yeah it's it's uh it, it's it's a weird and so it's it's a weird situation in america right now where you have you, you have this and no one you know who, who biden's not gonna no one's gonna do anything about it no one's gonna do anything because <laughs> because guess what guess what people want to be able it's almost like the the fringes I think I think there's a lot of mental illness in the in the fringes. So the far left yeah. and the far right, you know. Correct. Uh, I agree. Have 100%. a lot of mental illness issues that have gone unaddressed. I, you know, the, 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 I, I don't I don't see this. I don't see politicians coming together and being like, yes, we we need to institutionalize more of our constituents. In fact, yeah. After taking a good hard look at at you. Uh, I think ha- it's, I think there's a there's a the Bill Burr joke about this where he's like no one has the guts to come out and say eh, some are gonna have to die yeah you know we got too many you can have to it's it's and that's that's how it is so no one has the guts to say like yeah you know what you, a lot of you should be in therapy uh, for for twenty four seven really you have, you have no I'm telling you the mental illness yeah. it, mental illness in, in in America is it's worse than COVID. It really is. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, the the best one of the best parts about COVID, if we're looking for silver linings, is how much more accessible it made therapy uh, and how much cheaper it is. And, and like now you can get it online and instead of it being 150 bucks an hour, you can get someone who's slightly less qualified for 35 bucks an hour and you don't even need to leave your home. Like you were saying, like some of these people even have trouble logging in. Could you imagine how hard it is to get them to drive to a therapist's office? Yeah, yeah, it's um, they and some of them just they, they don't want to change. The, the scary thing is when the parents want them to to get better and they don't and that goes back to you know getting someone placed under involuntary hold where you have to really you have to you have to sell the hospital on on this person being a danger to themselves and to other people and with covid i mean it was bad before trying to get someone into an involuntary hold you have to have two a lot of times you need like you know two psychiatrists to sign off on it in the hospital um, but now even more so like they, they don't they don't want they don't want someone there in the hospital taking up a hospital bed that could be yeah. used for a patient who just came in with God knows what 
it, it's right. kind of like the priority for some mental illness takes a takes a backseat to to physical problems yeah yeah and uh it really comes down to funding and and money and uh awareness which you know i was uh i said in the last episode i I was a psych major in college and i was on track to be a therapist for a year and a half so i've i mean i've looked into this stuff and it was the the one place that we could intern in college uh mental health institution was like a really bad situation where it's it's almost like a jail like all of these people are so mentally ill they're just like shitting on the floor of their cell and the internship was essentially like cleaning them and it was like oh my god like i know somebody's got to do it but that's not that's not what i wanted to do and it really just like it was just so the the area was so poor it was so underfunded that it was just a garbage dump up there um and i up there i was like well you know it's a poor area so maybe and now i'm realizing like, oh no that's probably like that just about everywhere nobody's got the resources no and no one has the resources and a lot of times these no one's even like talking about what's happening and a lot of it's local right so you have yeah. like in, in new york um no one even knows that there's like this whole problem amongst the gay population of party and play you know about party and play Mm-mm. so basically there um there, there are a whole bunch of gay people in new york who they'll take meth and they'll just have like this weekend of, of partying where they take these uh, uh anti-aids medications that help you know that help prevent aids and, wow and they'll just have like this like wild drunk uh you know drug and sex you know party for uh, i for, can't believe i haven't time. been invited i know you're, you're like a you i think you would definitely i think you're just not hanging out in the right in the right parts of the city i know i'm missing out i'm gonna have to explore some some uh spicier websites than i normally go on yeah go i'll find shake, something shake that ass <laughs> yeah exactly going to boxers next next weekend <laughs> they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll give you some meth and, and anal you'll get it yeah there we go but the, the, um, the yeah meth, so but what meth, were you yeah. gonna say so so meth induced psychosis is now a major problem people don't that's wow. something that you didn't really see that much of on breaking bad and that's that that is a real hell for someone to to live through is when you hmm. think yeah. that, that you know that you're being spied on where you have paranoid thinking you think that everyone's yeah. listening in that there's a conspiracy against you that you know you have spiders crawling out of your shoes and um you know, people are, and, and you have scars on your body. I had this one guy, um, you know, who was dealing with meth uh, psychosis, and he's like, "No one believes me that they're breaking into my apartment and performing surgeries on me." But I, I, I took photos, and and I circled my scars, and look, look, here's here are the scars from the surgery. Here, here are all the different scars all over my body, and I circled every single one of them. And he showed me. There's a photo with you know like 30 circles all over his body and not a single one had a scar in there wow yeah i mean it's it's sad and it really just comes down to education and funding uh in my opinion which really is just going to take more people talking about it so um i mean i really appreciate you telling stories and and kind of making 
everyone aware of this kind of stuff because I think it's it's easy to live in a in a bit of a bubble, like I was saying before. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's good to kind of hear like, oh no, this is actually what's going on. Like this is where we need to put our this put is beneath our efforts the surface and whatnot. because especially the rich people the rich people don't want you to know their dirty laundry. And no, and, of course and that, not. That's another thing. You know, people don't understand. We have to talk. We have to air out our dirty laundry. You know that that's yep. so important. Like that, people see like everyone's going through this, and also when you when your kid has this, treat it immediately. Don't wait because yeah. it's only gonna get worse. Don't wait until they're in their fucking thirties. Do something yep. as soon. Don't don't go into like a lot of these cases. Don't go into denial. It's only yep. going to get worse. And I hope that's yeah. what all your listeners understand. Uh, if they take away from this, life is only going to get much 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 worse <laughs> hey and on that note you know what alan i had a great time uh i thought this i think this stuff is incredibly interesting so i appreciate you uh chatting with me um especially this late at night normally we don't do it around 11 o'clock but uh here we are so thank you um and uh yeah do you have anything that you want to plug do you have any zoom shows coming up do you have you know your podcast with keanu's coming back on uh or you just did two episodes right yes um i, I need to rename that uh the <laughs> things i do begrudgingly um <laughs> yeah, that's uh i, I don't things know why keanu I that laughs back. at me for i told that story to keanu <laughs> About the guy yeah. who wanted to rape me over a Thanksgiving turkey, and I bet Keanu, she loved it. yeah, and Keanu took his side. I'm sure she did. Yeah, no, she, I get it. She took the would-be <laughs> Thanksgiving rapist side. Hey, Alan, you know what? I like to think because you, me, and Keanu have known each other for a long time. I'm square in the middle of generally you're right, but I 100% understand why Keanu thinks the the way that she does about almost 100% of the shit you do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Week at Sex podcast that can be found anywhere. The Week and what Sex, else you got going on? Nightmare Fuel comedy. Nightmare, Nightmare Fuel comedy. Fuel. All my sketches are on there. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of fun stuff. I had one sketch where I went out at the Central Park um, as the last remaining member of the Free Hugs organization, the guy who would not give up <laughs> even though during COVID. during COVID times. And I went around <laughs> trying to hug people in a hazmat suit, and everyone in Central Park ran for their lives nice that's awesome all right i will link uh that video in the description of this and uh yeah hopefully things will go back to fairly normal soon we'll get our uh get our greenwich show back that we were doing three nights a week so that is all i'll I'll produce it you could just be on it all right deal (laughs) (laughs) sounds good all right cool well alan i will talk to you later thank you again for doing this you too buddy take care (laughs) Bye-bye.